This podcast is brought to you by Taft Spare. Taft Spare are Galway's number one GA pub in the heart of the Latin Quarter with live Irish music twice a day. So it's our final edition tonight of the Galway Senior and Intermediate Power Rankings. There's not a whole lot of movement really. It's just at the uh, bottom side of the senior, uh, the top side of the senior and then the top side of the intermediate. But before we get started, uh, just... The very first power rankings we did, the bottom four was uh, Nivana Lechmore, 17th, St. Michael's, 16th, where Barry came in from a lot of criticism there from the St. Michael's uh, supporters and even some players. Uh, 15th was Kajstran and 14th was Berna. So obviously they're the only team that went down was Michael's. And Barry, you did get a bit of criticism. And if I just refresh your memory, in case you don't remember someone, <laughs> these comments... Uh, so some of the comments some of the comments just were on Twitter geez have I ever read uh, such muck Barry Cullinan would want to get his head out of the clouds and he picked the teams out of a hat what's your response now to that <laughs> I feel like I'm on um, prime time or Claire Byrne or something like that geez I, I actually do you know what I feel Feel bad for for the teams that that I did have have down there. Um, uh, yeah. Look, I I I suppose when you go on something like this, you leave yourself wide open for for the Twitter warriors and the heroes of Galway teams of past and stuff like that to to come at you. But um, like I must say for like I, I will say to start about we will come to Michaels, but you have to give huge credit to. A huge headed Carlos Strand and Letra Moore. I thought they were teams that could be under a huge amount of pressure. And like particularly Letra Moore when they got into that relegation kind of dogfight, they they really stood up and were counted and, and deservedly fought their way out of it. Um and the same with Carlos Strand. They didn't even get into that last four. They they really battled hard and, and results went in their favour. And you know, I, I, I thought their spirit was was outstanding. Um you know, might be struggling a little bit in terms of playing resources, but but will always give it a hundred percent. In terms of St. Michael's, yeah, I uh, yeah, yeah, it was funny. I think at 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 one stage, but um, I'd say about St. Michael's, I didn't see them being relegated to be honest. Um, and I did say when we started doing this thing, like you know, you around that kind of eighth to sixth, seventh, eighth, down to thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth was was like, you know, you could throw them in a hat and as someone said and, and pick them out of it. Um I think Michael's were unlucky. I think if St. Michael's uh, had the opportunity to get into the preliminary relegation playoff game, if that makes sense, I I think they would have come out of that. And I just felt that once it went into a last four of bad weather and you know, everyone fighting for their lives and you didn't know who'd have an injury or who'd have guys away or what sort of teams guys would have. Anyone could have gone down. And I think on Speed Jail, on Speed Jail can't really have any complaints. Um, I think they they unfortunately didn't didn't cut the mustard and they find themselves making the drop. And um I suppose you could you could kind of say similarly to Carroll last year where they just didn't didn't perform at senior and I think then St. Michael's you would say they're probably similar to to Monave Abbey in that, that they will find themselves unlucky being relegated and and I'd say if we're doing intermediate power rankings for next year, they'll probably be right up at the top. And I think they'll 
they they will feel that the most important thing they can do now is regroup and, and bounce straight back up to straight back up to uh to the senior ranks. But uh yeah, as I said, it was uh inter- interesting times. So you have no response for them after being right? <laughs> no, no, look, I, I, I take no pleasure in being in being right, but um, but uh, yeah, I think maybe lessons learned for everyone to maybe keep your powder dry towards till the till the end of, or you see the results. Just I think that. you you have my you have my home address. I think you're going to put it up on screen there just for uh, if there's any written apologies or anything that that want to to come my way or they can just. They can send them directly <laughs> to yourself, Paul, and 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 you. Is, you is send there them an email? Me. Yeah, is yeah. There... <laughs> sorry to bar, sorry to Barry at gmail dot com. <laughs> Just with definitely, that, it was uh, definitely, it was definitely, it was definitely the most talked about podcast or the the biggest reaction podcast I think you got all year and anyway, so good to do it for sure. And uh, just with that, the. How we're obviously sitting in the power range. Don't have them up on screen now because there's not that much movement. But just 17th to Spittle, 16th to St. Michael's, uh, 15th Nivana Lechamore, and then uh, 14th Clannan. On Spiddale, travelling players away didn't help their cause. They had Finian and then they didn't have him, which is obviously a blow going into the relegation. And on St. Michael's as a whole, how much of a blow is this for even football in the city for them to be in intermediate yeah. now? Yeah, absolutely. Um I don't think it's like it's not it's it's not a fatal blow in that I think that you know there are young the young there is a young age profile to the team. You know, even their their you know their juniors have done well. Um their numbers are strong. So I, I don't see this being a you know, a permanent a permanent issue for St. Michael's. You know, unfortunately, if you look at Caro, Kilrean, where they went down to junior after after being senior for so long, um, that's that that's really down to like just numbers and and not having you know use you said players traveling and same on Spidja, like they need to get a lot of them players back, um, because yeah, Limo Kelly they've, they've, obviously of course as well actually. Yeah, yeah, like uh, they, like Liam, Finian, Antony, like uh, like real quality players. Like they need they need all of those, and um, I would say that that they would have to put a big big emphasis on all of that in preseason to try and get them guys back if they can, and whatever guys they've left over if they don't come back, they gotta work hard and you know stop the slump because it would be very easy to find yourself in that Caro Killer situation where you're going. Like you know, senior intermediates are going to be really, really competitive. Last year, like Minla came up, and they're, you know, they're strong outfit, and um, you know, it's not going to be easy. But I would say for St. Michael's, it it will be a case of, you know, licking your wounds, getting back, getting back into the swing of things. You know, finding a manager. You know, or sorry, like making not finding a manager, but but settling on their management team. You know, if Colum Tumman, who had who had done a brilliant job with them, but if Colum Tumman wants to stay on, you know, settle on that quickly, get a good man, his management team settled around him, make sure they get back into things very early, and and trying to try and bounce back up again straight away, because that's the easiest way to come up. With the, once you get into the rush in intermediate, you know, it can, it can be very hard to to make that breakthrough. 
On Letramore, massive credit to them. They started off in 17th, so you ranked them as the worst team in uh, senior football. And now, now they've got out of that hole, but a massive credit to Aidan Valley. It's his first year in there. Obviously, that result, first day out against St. Michael's, was really huge, and then a draw against Kalanen meant they had this in their own hands. And there is young talent coming through there, but it's it's huge for that Letramore group to stay up and survive in senior. Oh, and and brilliant for football in, in the west of Galway because it, you know it would be it it would be worrying it it certainly would be worrying if the teams that were relegated were on Spid Jail and Letmore for senior and Cairo from from intermediate that 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 that's concerning and that's something that Galway powers that be in Galway really really need to address and whether that's putting resources into the schools and making sure that. Players that that do stay, and we know we know the demographics of there. They are affected a good bit by by immigration and by guys going traveling, guys going to Dublin. Um, but that the players that are left at home have been fully resourced in terms of of you know everything that can be put into them in school is is put into them, and and that they they develop that that love of football that's obviously there in these clubs because they're. Like there is a massive, massive love of football in Letchmore, and you know I was lucky enough to you know play a good bit of football with with Fiacre Brannock or you know, and and yeah, you know, and I know what it means to them out there, and um, yeah, like look, you just hope they they can they can get things right, and I think you know I I know yeah you're saying I ranked them seventeenth, and and like you would have to say Paul after the group stages. They're probably like okay, you could say maybe on speed gel were the worst team, but I think through the group stages, Letchmore certainly didn't set the world on fire. So I think they did really, really they well did. in the relegation. They lost thing. that game last game to Spiddle to go straight in to the relegation, not having a relegation playoff. So yeah, exactly. So I don't think I don't think it can. Um, I, I don't think they could have had too many gripes with, with where I ranked them, but. As I said, massive credit to them for uh, that draw with Clannan was that 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 was the one that really uh really really got them got them where they needed to be. On Clannan, then it's hard to believe they found themselves here, but mm. in saying that, they needed a result against Michaels at the last day, or else they were going to intermediate football, which is really really hard to believe because. Ultimately, if they won that last game in the group against Calistran, they were going to be in the knockout stages of the championship. They lost, then they lost to Dunmore after extra time and Craig in the relegation playoff, which then found themselves. But there's still a lot to be positive for Clannan about when you consider they've won the under-19 Westboard uh, A title this year. Yeah, but it's a, it's a brilliant football and parishing community. Like, look at what they've given us historically down to the years in terms of footballers and like they they that that will come again like we you know the huge tradition and and like that i suppose like the, the problem you're going to get when you reduce the number of teams in a championship so when there's 20 teams in a championship and it was two up two down like there was a fair bit of scope for for maneuver in terms of like you probably had to be the two worst teams to be relegated the problem now is when you're down to 16, there will be teams that feel like, sorry, I'll, I'll rephrase that. So when you when, when we had 20 teams in Galway, there wasn't really 20 senior clubs in Galway, 20 clubs good enough to be senior. 
so there wasn't that many kind of hard luck stories. But to, there will be there will be sixteen clubs in Galway. I can guarantee you that feel that they are a, a a proper senior team. So that means that two of those are going to be relegated throughout the as as we go on. So you're always you're always now going to have situations where clubs find themselves just in being very unlucky, like Kalan, and, and all of a sudden finding themselves in intermediate. And like you don't like look look at the situation in Kerry where you've Munster champions being relegated, and that's that's just the way it's going to happen. When you have sixteen teams, there's going to be teams that we would have seen as traditionally strong senior teams being relegated. Luckily for Clan, and that wasn't them this year. Um, they need to get a few of those under nineteens through. Like even the last day, Patrick Sweeney and Johnny Heaney were standout players. They're not going to be around forever. They need to get you know a couple of guys there to to really step up to that. So I think Clan and have a huge amount to be positive about, but they just need to be careful. Yeah, with the senior format, it's going to be obviously now four groups of four. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have relegation, semi-final and final. So if if a group can um, be considered a, a strong group, you could have teams next year being in this dreaded relegation playoff, which we've seen with and, and, and And you absolutely will. And, you know, you absolutely will because the, the, the more years that this keeps going, kind of the weaker teams will be will be gradually relegated. And then all of a sudden, you're going to be left with 16 really, really strong teams or really strong senior teams. And that, may, unfortunately, like, just, like, it just doesn't go. It just doesn't go. And, and teams are going to find themselves in, in awkward positions. Yeah, even with that 16, I don't actually think there's going to be, like, what you had with the 20 and necessarily weak team that you'd be predicting to go down straight straight away like it's it's going to be harder and harder to predict who's actually going to avoid that and who's going to be there yeah. to knock out stages yeah so just then uh, you'd saw Tim Afikara first at the mm. very first power rankings you had Mike Cullen at second and you had Kerfin at third Um, but like we did highlight in the very first episode that Kerfin were dangerous this year. They were building. They were building something really special, and we both did say like it would not be a surprise if we did see them back on top in goal football. I absolutely, and like we threw, we had to consider that they were also we like there was a strong possibility, there was strong rumors that Ian Burke and Jason Leonard weren't going to be around. So that had that was factored in as well, and and. You know the fact that the the thing with Sawtill was I felt that they were very unlucky in last year's county final. They had three or four, more maybe more guys in with Galway that would have had a year, you know, a year more really really high quality training, and that if they could have got things right, went and pushed on, but they, they just didn't. And I think the that game against Curl Finn at the start really knocked the swing, like knocked the wind out of their sails, and then they got a load of injuries. And to be honest the year was really, really disappointing for them. And I think they would have to say, you know, put their hands up and say that if if, if you were talking about teams, you know, that had really positive years or teams that had really negative years, Sotil would have to be on the, the, the larger scale of the negative. And the, a lot of it down to just unlucky in terms of injuries and stuff, but just lacked just never got a spark, never got any energy and never looked like they were really going to compete. Yeah, improved against Mike Cullen, absolutely. But one one swallow doesn't make a summer and they'll have to take, as Kevin Walsh used to talk about, the end of year accounts, like 
the Salt Hill game, the Mike Cullen game, yeah, positive, and and that that goes on one side of the ledger, but certainly there was a lot, a lot of very very poor performances in Salt Hill, and um, they're they're definitely you know uh, you know you'd, you'd hope that John O'Mahony is going to stay on and his management team and and try and rectify that, and I think if he does, his experience and Finning and Army and these lads, they'll they'll try and get get the wrongs get what what went wrong this year sorted for next year and still have really really top quality players but um no they won't be at number one next year uh, I, I I can tell you that but yeah and Corfin uh I think Mike Cullen you know Mike Cullen probably could have felt aggrieved they were county champions and I didn't have them at, at number one I'm sure they didn't I'm, I'm sure they didn't give it a second thought but if they did they, they, they might have felt it was an issue there and then obviously Corfin and we did mention that that there, like that, the winner we felt the winner was going to come from the top four, and three of the semi finalists were in that top four. And Sotil, or sorry, Corfin went and, and produced a performance in the final. You'd have to say, not outstanding in the semi final, but absolutely outstanding in the final. And, and huge credit to, to them and to Kevin Johnson and his management team. Is this the most impressive? Curvin County Championship win that you can kind of remember, just given what was thrown at them, um, even injury wise, like they were still missing Dylan Canny. I think a lot of people are still forgetting that. Um, it probably would be in the starting forwards, you'd imagine. But is this the most impressive win given they were out it since nineteen? You could even see how they came back in twenty three this year to win it for you. It certainly, I'll tell you, it certainly felt from the the vibe you could get from the players and get from the supporters. This 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 was a very very sweet one, and like there was a realism, uh, you know, from when you talk to anyone from Corfin, there was a realism that what they had couldn't last forever, you know, and they lost the last generational take take the footballers out of it, the last generational leaders. Like you, you lose someone like Fitzy from a dressing room. Like Stephen Cluxton from Dublin, look, they had to go and bring him back. Um, um, they had to go and bring him back. You know, losing Fitzy, losing Kieran McGrath, losing Dahi Burke. You know, there was an awful lot of the holes that needed to be filled, and it took a bit of time. Um, but what I can see now is, and I said it to someone like uh, Dylan McHugh is developing into this leader, Kieran Malloy, Liam Silk, and. The worry that you'd have for for other clubs in Galway is that these fellas will go and and drive standards like Fitzy did when he was there, and if they do that, then who's to know where where this thing stops? Because as I said, you bring in Dylan Canny, uh, there's a couple of a couple of other really good footballers in Corfin that are ready to come in, Young Donlan, etc. But um, it was hugely impressive, and I and I felt like. You can always tell, like uh, a team is always a reflection on on what the manager has given them, and the curving gave that team gave Kevin Johnson everything. Like they work, it, it was definitely like uh, going on a bit here, but when we looked at curving all our finals and county finals and stuff, we came away going like just the the, the skill levels the the ex- skill execution levels, the shot selection. You know, we we admired all that. You know, Ronan Steed's kick passing, Mike Farrer's kick passing, Lundy's running, Gary Sice's scores, Ian Burke's moving, all of this 
Like it, it was just mind blowing stuff. Came away Sunday and it was like just that honesty of effort, lack of ego, everything that moved, they hit it, they they worked Dylan Wall up and down that pitch, and that's a sign that they're they're doing it for their management team. And uh, for me, that that was one of the most impressive aspects of it. Yeah. Look at Mike Cullen then. Huge disappointment, I imagine, for the players. Sean Kelly's injury obviously didn't play a part in that. They came up short. 111 to 19. They came with that kind of late comeback late on. Uh but just came up short in the end. Well, we do have to say here they've they have been fantastic county champions. But outstanding. Outstanding county champions and outstanding ambassadors for my Cullen over the last six years and um you know even the years that they didn't win it you know they made the competition they they drove the standard in the competition so that every other team had to had to reach that to go and beat them. Um I mentioned on, on Go FM on Friday night in a perverse way Monavay Abbey were lucky that Killy McDade's injury happened two weeks from the county final. Yeah. Because it gave them an opportunity to kind of, to a certain extent, <laughs> grieve his loss and and accept it and um, adjust for it and adapt for it and, and move on. Where by all accounts, Sean Kelly's injury came kind of late in the day, and that that knocks the stuff out of things. And and you could say like similar to maybe something like you know Jamie Ryan getting injured for Lock Ray like that that's they're just hard to come back from those ones and and get back up to the level you know we had it ourselves in Thurlockmore Dahi's Dahi got a, a an injury before county final and no matter what you do when when you lose a player like that it, it's it's difficult to to absorb it and 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 kick on from it and i think they 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 just not having Sean Kelly, he's their spiritual leader, and I think um, I I think they 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 struggle to to adapt to not having him, um, and and I think that's just that's unfortunate. But I do think, and I have to say, I do think even if they had him, I just think with the way Curfin were going at it, I think I think they would have still they would have still come out on top. But you know, it would have been for the neutral, like. It, or you know, it would have been fantastic to see Sean Kelly there and see see what he can offer because he's, as I've always said, he's one of the top players that we've ever produced. So just before we move on to the intermediate power rankings, there's obviously only a change there at the top. Uh, who in the senior championship that wasn't on a Galway panel in 2023 oh. should be on a panel in 2024 for you? Um. Jesus, that's a yeah, that's a good question. I thought Connor Corcoran was outstanding for my colleague. Yeah, really good. Um, I would say, partially I would say Dylan Wall, but I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> um, I think Gavin Burke was outstanding for Cara Finn. Um, I would say they'll probably have a look at Patrick Egan. Um, and I think they're going to have to look at players early doors in in the league because they're probably going to be down. Down a number of players, but um, I'm trying to think anyone from Galway. I'd like to see maybe Conor Flaherty back, you know, between Would the you sticks. Like Conor Flaherty between the sticks, yeah, yeah, I, I think I think so. I think I think he offers us something. Um, 
Is that Maybe, a challenge yeah. though now, considering he hasn't played in goals in so long? Uh, it's a challenge himself. You know, I think, I think, I, I, I don't think Parik would be overly influenced with the fact that he doesn't play in goal for Clare Galway. But I think if he could go and, and get himself right and, and have a cut of things again, he's, he's certainly an option. Um, but, uh, I, I don't think anyone hugely stood out up top. I don't think we found any top, top forward. Um, like, I thought James McLaughlin did well the last day, but obviously he has been knocking around the Galway panel and, and talks that he's going to Australia. Um, Is Dean Costello possibly someone? Yeah, Liam Costello, Jack Coran from, from, from Milltown. They had been kind of knocking around Goa panels previously, but I think they're a little bit older now, a little bit more developed, and I think they're they're definitely they're definitely options. Um, Glenn Kelly from 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 one of the Abbey or uh, from one of the Abbey. Um, that's about it. Like I I don't think there was any massive standout. Performances, someone that really put their hand up and said, "You, you gotta go and, gotta go and have a look at me." Unless you you saw more games than me, so maybe you have a couple of ideas. I just think the common team of the championship, we actually seen a lot of outstanding cornerbacks. Yeah. Um, if you look at it, even Fionn Garvey, the last day really good. Yeah. Paul Mannion, um, Jack Cran, really good. But I think the problem is. At the minute, we're actually blessed. I think we're blessed with a lot of good backs in the county. Uh, mm-hmm. I I think probably something poor in the management we're looking for. Um, I'm bringing in here was probably to find these one or two forwards more so than backs. Yeah, but but that's that's I I I'll give you a player, but it's totally left field and and probably maybe his best. Best day. Eric Lee from Uchtarard is someone that I think could offer Galway a, a, a lot. I think he's he has a huge athleticism, good on the ball, um, and and I I thought I saw him once. I think I saw him once this year, and I thought he played really well. Good work ethic, can kick freeze, and and he's someone that I I think would should they they should certainly certainly have a look at. Yeah, he's actually someone I didn't think of. He had a really good championship career. This is the thing now. There's going to be a lot of rumours going around who's in, who's not. Um, and you, you won't feel the action coming around in the FBD either for Galway, but they'll be looking at various players. Uh, so we'll keep you updated around them here there. Intermediate final then. Monavay Abbey 14, Kilconley 11. On Monavay Abbey's victory, they started off at fifth. In the power rankings and intermediate, um, so they obviously now find themselves at first. Keith Connolly are down to second after the defeat. This was a really old school kind of performance, you could say, from one of a um. Keith Connolly went ahead by two, but they kind of took control then in the end to go on and win this. But on the victory and the result as a whole, like massive achievement to go straight back up because it's it's far from easy at all. Oh, it's a brilliant achievement. Um, but as I said, they were they were kind of at an advantage in that their senior campaign last year wasn't an absolute disaster, and 
they knew that they were they were they were competitive up there and they were unlucky in some games that that they didn't get that point or two to to swing to swing it in their direction and you would kind of feel sorry for Garvin McDade and that yeah you know they got relegated but I thought they did some really really good work in senior last year and and um you know I thought they were really really unlucky to go down so the opportunity was there for them to bounce back up and they brought in Bunty Roach and you know he brought in Mike Farrer and in later stages he brought in John Donlan so everything was pointed in the right direction that they were going to go and have a right cut at this and they certainly did and you know they were down Killian and even the likes of Barry McDonough wasn't involved so they were down players but I must say I thought they showed like they played like 14 points is good good score and without you know a, a guy you'd be expecting to chip in with two or three points on top of that but I just I thought their work ethic and like like what what Carl Finn gave Kevin Johnson I just thought all over the pitch the Mulvey Abbey lads gave everything for Francis Roach and like when you're a manager you know the joy isn't in the joy isn't in you know seeing some fella kick a a, a screamer with the outside of the right from the sideline like that's that's not yeah it's great and, and you want to see those scores and all of that sort of stuff but what you're looking for is is that every single time someone gets an opportunity to work they work and I thought one of they epitomised that. I thought they were really, really good on that aspect of it, and 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 credit to them. So, um, you know, like even going back, just just a, a completely aside, like I thought a tip at one stage, Mike Cullen had an attack in the senior final, like and Owen Kelly obviously took off and found himself at full forward, and like Gary Sykes tracked him every single mm-hmm. step of the way, and that. That that just kind of highlighted what what this meant to Corfin and and as I said, if you're a manager and you're looking at that stuff, you're going, yeah, this is whether we win or lose today, this is a good day because these guys are are working hard. And as I said, I thought on Saturday, one of the Abbey worked really, really, really hard, and then when it really came to the crunch, they just got those some of those scores that Kilconley weren't able to get. Top Paul Mannion was really good, but didn't have an awful lot of support up top and. I thought Mulvey probably shaded around the middle. So yeah, look, really disappointed for Kilconley and and one thing they can't do now is let this kind of um noise around around not now winning the intermediate championships around them. They gotta kind of put that to the back of their mind now and just say, look, it's another year. Let's let's go again. Wickling Glen Kelly, it's hard not to get excited about him as a go a football supporter, even in the. First half, uh, just before the break, he had a free to kind of drop short in front of goal. Niall Manning got in the end of it. But from play, Conor O'Neill was doing a really good job of him in the first half. But when they went two points down, he showed a maturity. He he showed a leadership to kick two cracking points. I think it was two in a row. Mm-hmm. It's a really good sign of a player. And then even the free out on the sideline towards the end to stretch it out to three. He showed a maturity and and something that's there like that you wouldn't be surprised to see him in in the senior panel even this year and another year. Yeah, a hundred percent. And he's still young and still learning and still still developing. But like, uh, even even if you're looking at small stuff like his the strike he gets in the ball is is excellent, you know. And and like the older he gets and the stronger he gets, the better that will get because his technique won't fail him. And and like that. You know, 
what I, again, what I was impressed with him was like, yeah, he did he did all that stuff really well. And as you said, Conor O'Neill was giving him giving him bags of it, but he never shirked it and he never went hiding. And he constantly he was constantly busy. He was constantly working, constantly looking for the ball. And like, even though it might be going your way, like it probably wasn't for him in the first half. If you have that attitude, you know, eventually things will turn for you. And they did. And when they did he was able to convert and like not every footballer is able to do that. Um, and it's a sign of a good one that can. And, you know, it's definitely, as a, as I said earlier, he's certainly one that the park will be chatting to, chatting to Bunty about and seeing is this guy worth, you know, not, not even saying like he's going to, he's going to change Galway's season in 2024, but is he worth someone that we can say, right, let's put our time into this fella that, um, you know, we expose him to the high high end training, high quality training, and see see what happens in a year, two years, three years time. So just before we touch on Kit Conley, do you feel Kervin and Monavay Abbey are going to have a real crack at provincial honors? Uh yeah, I I, I do. Um, Kervin. Like it's hard to it's it's hard to underestimate what confidence does and and um tradition does and and they will find they will say look we've been in this position before we Balina next if get over that you would imagine they're in a well I suppose Roscommon champions but they're in a pole position to to go and win and win a provincial championship um. And I think they're 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 going to have a right crack at it. They they probably need to get a little bit, few more scores from their inside forward line. However, they're going to manage that. Um, and Ballina have good backs, we know that. So I think their game against Ballina will be low scoring or lowish scoring. Um, and I think if they can if they can hold out defensively, which I think they will, um, and get a couple more opportunities up top to try and try and get some scores, I think they're in for a. They're in with a, a, a right chance. I think Mulvey the same. And, and like the big advantage of that is that if they can go and put a campaign, a provincial campaign or an All-Ireland All Series campaign together and the run into a senior championship, um, like the, you can't buy that sort of confidence. And, and um, I think they'll be having a right go at it, yeah. Yeah, and as you said with the economy, it's really kind of not good. Bogged down now about losing two finals in a row. Um, I'm sure they'll be ready in a few months to have another crack at this. Just just on the uh, junior final, because I know you were doing commentary on it there at the weekend between Millon and Tim Stairs. Rob Hughes was a man I'd say you played a lot against. Um, <laughs> but to see him still doing what he's doing, I think it was eight out of Menlo's 12, if I'm not wrong there. Mm-hmm. Um one of the top performers really over the weekend. Yeah, yeah, you, you couldn't give him enough credit. Um and yeah, I certainly I certainly had plenty of battles with Rob Hughes and rarely probably came out on the right side of them and just a really good player. Like I, I don't imagine he does a huge amount in the gym, but he is naturally as hard as stone and um so accurate from freeze and the two points he got from playing with his left foot were were thing of beauty and um like just covered every blade of ground every blade of grass in the ground. Thought Tomas Mannion and himself, I would say like combined age of not far off eighty. 
um, between <laughs> between the two of them. Um, but I thought they they worked they worked like they worked their socks off for Minla and, and gave them a platform and settled things down. When first five or six or seven minutes, I was like, Jesus, Tumor, Tumor racing away with this thing in terms of of hands on ball and energy and and getting forward and all that sort of stuff. But Minla Minla got a couple of good scores and settled things down and and ran out comfortable and deserved winners and and like they will say look they'll know they'll need to work hard to to get up to the level that's needed to compete at intermediate level but there's definitely potential there they've been there before and um you know they've i'm sure they've had a a a good week and uh they'll also be looking forward to a, a crack at a provincial campaign i think yeah, they play this Saturday in June uh, at two o'clock against St. Michael's or Roscommon. That's a con quarter final. So a uh, quick turnaround for those. But that's all uh, we do have time for on our power rankings on the uh, final edition. We'll have the updated versions and everything up on our social media as well when the podcast goes up. But Barry, thanks for waiting for your time. So the apologies.